Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Morgan Knows Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy, Chris, and Rod. Chris, give me an old man take tonight. This is going to come as a shocker, maybe, to you fellas. I don't think Drew McIntyre deserves to be in the WrestleMania main event against Rollins. All right, Rod. Um, I know what I'm hot about. What are you hot about tonight? I, I, there's so many things I was going to be hot about, and then I just had my mind absolutely blown with that one from our uh, old man friend there. I, I can't for the life of me think why Drew doesn't deserve to be there because I basically said to myself after Elimination Chamber, uh, Drew McIntyre's beating Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the WWE belt, and he's going to do it in an injury. And if only someone I podcasted with on a regular basis told me that an injury was probably going to factor in huge at WrestleMania. Okay, so here's the thing. If you are watching, listening right now on Facebook, on X, on YouTube, throw some uh, throw some comments in the chat. Do you think Drew McIntyre deserves to be in the main event? Chris, Drew McIntyre is doing the best work he has done ever. He is a terrific heel and babyface at the same time, Chris. He is doing so good. He's even doing so well. He is making a program for six months, eight months, a year down the line with CM Punk. He keeps jabbing, keeps jabbing, keeps jabbing. He is terrific on the mic. It's kind of a weird situation with right now with Rollins and McIntyre, no question, because we've got the, the bloodline thing going on. But how on earth is Drew McIntyre not a main eventer at WrestleMania? And how dare you? Um, I'll put it to you this way. There was a time, maybe a year and a half ago, we were tired of Brock versus Roman. Aren't we getting okay. to that point? Rollins versus McIntyre. Back, listen, Drew's my guy. He has had how many chances now? Two legit chances, and he's lost. Why I does he? Why does he deserve that third one? You fascinate me. You fascinate me. I like legitimately. I'm not being a jerk here at all. You, your fandom continuously just boggles my mind how you think because you are thinking as this is a baseball series and they teams already lost three games they're not coming back they don't deserve it right rod help me uh what i'm more the saw was the was the end date of this as a podcast trio because if chris is going to get start getting sick of seeing the same thing over and over again his (laughs) wwe fandom is going to be in trouble here real soon because i mean like we're we're (laughs) We're all about recycling here. Rod can't even breathe, Chris. That's the situation we're at now. Let's talk about Elimination Chamber. We can go over it real quick here. First of all, I thought the arena itself was pretty cool um, in the in the daytime. When it got dark, it got dark. But in the daytime, it was really cool. And I do like the fact, I love the fact that they had those wide aisles on the corners of the ring. So they're not selling seats to people who can't see a damn thing. That's something they never, ever do in you know for a wrestlemania or something like that so i thought that was pretty cool they had a really good crowd there um i thought overall the presentation was really nice and if we want to go right you know what do you guys think of the presentation rod Uh, i wish that i could somehow get myself a portal machine and find my way to australia but the incredibly long plane flight and the expense to uh everyday working stiffs like us to get to australia just seems a bit out of my reach but boy did it look beautiful down there in Perth? And uh, 
the South, the Australian Tourism Board, uh, money well spent to the uh, WWE there. They did a pretty darn good job for uh, for a while there of, of seeming like a commercial while a wrestling event was happening. Chris, on horseback and paddle boat, <laughs> we're talking like 20 years to get to Australia. Uh, how did you like the presentation overall? I mean, we are really searching, aren't we, to give props to this premium live event by talking about the presentation and how beautiful <sighs> Australia is, right? Because this okay, was so, probably a subpar PLE. Wow. Dang. Okay, so listen, all y'all haters out there, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the PLE a lot. Yes, the outcomes were kind of what we expected because storytelling is making sense here. Drew McIntyre wins the elimination chamber. Why? Because he should have. He should be going against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania with all the storylines built up. He was the alpha male. Now, Rod, you did mention working stiffs like us can't make it down to Australia. But I can tell you someone who makes a nice bag of, bag of coin that made it down to Australia for about five, six seconds worth of work, and that's AJ Styles. Yes, we did say that if there was black jeans necessary anywhere, that AJ Styles would be there. And apparently they needed some black jeans down under, and he showed up, and he... Uh, he did his thing. I mean, I guess I should be excited about our guy, LA Knight, and AJ Styles at WrestleMania, but I don't know. I don't know, Jimmy. I just don't know what it really says about the future for either of them because, to me, it just reeks of one of those situations of like, hey, it seems like a big deal. AJ Styles, you get LA Knight, who's the big up-and-coming guy of the moment, and LA Knight, you get AJ Styles, who's an established this-many-time-over world champion. But if we actually talk about what each of them has been up to recently, not much. Well, Chris, you know, we are the LA Knight yeah, fan club here on the Yeah We Know podcast, and he did get the last entrance. He did get the big pop. He did get the pyro, which is nice. He did get the, he lost, but he really didn't because of things that happened. Does this say more, as was Rod saying, does this say more about them, or does this say more, Chris, about where the WWE is now, where an AJ Styles, who was really changed a lot over the past few years and an LA night and up and comer are going to be so low on the WrestleMania card. So last year, Hollywood didn't have LA night. Yeah. Really, that was a Vince McMahon thing though. Vince McMahon, he changed a lot of things, including we thought it was, story. we thought it was wrong Yeah, that he was left out. Yeah. I think it would be even more wrong this year to leave him out as big as he has gotten. So sure. Unfortunately, the way things have worked out, they don't have a good, like, I would rather see him go and have a feud with Orton, to be honest with you, than AJ Styles. But if, for whatever reason, we see AJ Styles beat LA Knight at WrestleMania, that does not spell good news for LA Knight, I'm afraid. I don't know if, I don't think we're going to get that. I think LA Knight is going to win at WrestleMania. AJ Styles is bulletproof. He's AJ Styles. Now he may need to then after WrestleMania do some things to get back up. Uh, but I do think that that is, that's where we're going. You did mention Randy Orton, Rod. Uh, we kind of messed this up a little bit. We didn't, we weren't thinking third dimensionally. Logan Paul goes against the greats. That's what Logan Paul does. It's going to be Logan Paul and Randy Orton. At and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, and I, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be good. Yeah, I mean, Chris was going on and on about how he didn't like Elimination Chamber, and I don't necessarily know that when we do our Yeah We Know is, are we going to be looking back on this as one of our pay-per-views of the year for sure? But, I mean, we got the swerve. Why in the world did Logan Paul want to punch Randy Orton with the brass knuckles? I don't know that I necessarily 100% got that other than Logan Paul's just a jerk, which we all jerk. do anyway. Yep. But, yeah, it's it's we got Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. 
right? When he came in, we even gave him the Miz, right? Basically, who's like the low-level legend kind of guy. You know what I mean? He's kind of your Glass Joe entry-level guy, right? And then we also- Let's go. You know, I mean- That's a new podcast we're doing, by the way. New podcast in the WWE offseason. Mike Tyson punch-out characters, WWE stars. Let's go. Put matching them up against one another, right? Who's the bald bull of the WWE, right? Who's your uh, who's your Don Flamengo? You know, come on, I can go all day here. Let's do but it. Soda Popinski. It's it makes sense. Is what you, what you do here is it it satiates satiates. I believe I got sure. that right. A guy sure. like Orton, when you could say, "Hey, Randy, we're giving you Logan Paul. Look at all the followers this guy has. Look at the up and coming of this guy. You know, he's he's a big name for us." And then with Logan, you can do the same thing pat his resume and say look at these people logan paul is taken down he's fought against roman reigns he's taken down Rey mysterio he's taken down randy orton and that's and so yeah I, I i'm mad at both of us jimmy for not smelling that one out we need to talk about your girl tiffany stratton when she has had time right now where she is in her career when she's had time to go over a match to practice a match she's awesome and she did amazing in the Elimination Chamber. I want to see her and Bianca Belair go at it. I think that would be terrific uh, at WrestleMania. I think that'd be a nice little AJ Styles, LA Knight type of match where, yeah, sure, they got nothing to do, but I think it's going to be really great. Rod, how excited were you to see her really, really shine there? I was really kind of surprised to see the pop she got, right? I mean, the, the Australian yeah. people real big on the NXT or uh, or they, like me, just see greatness when it appears at the top of the ramp there, just coming out of Gorilla. I mean, but you you said it there, Jim. I think you've taught me enough over the years to understand that something like this, right, and then Jade Cargill's rumble spots, they knew for weeks this is what they were going to do. They knew these were going to be the players, so they had a real chance to work all that stuff out getting thrown into hey you just got to Topeka and this is the script we're going to give you tonight because this this that and the other didn't work out that's going to be a whole nother thing so she needs to be seasoned but man she seems like a rocket ship right now she's got the look she's got the move she's got the athleticism and she seems to have the crowd backing those that's a recipe for for stardom Chris you probably don't like her right I gotta be honest with you there is a lot of There's a lot of good up-and-coming young female wrestlers in the WWE, and she's one of them by far. Like, I do not like to root for her. I'll tell you that, so I'm not going to be a fan, but, like, I can't deny that she has talent. And I think the women's division needs this. I think they need another belt, maybe like a cruiserweight belt in the women's division, but I think she's going to be legit. They definitely need some kind of a, an intercontinental type belt. Uh, a couple other things I noticed. First of all, we got to give it up for our girl, Raquel Rodriguez. When she came out, I was like, what's going on with There's something going on with her. She did not look well. And she wasn't. She had a, an inflammation uh, of something with her face um, that, that really almost caused her to not even wrestle in the match. She missed the walkthrough. So give it up to her for coming out and doing the best she could uh, for that. Something, oh, Rod, I... Becky and Naomi starting things off. Naomi's lost a couple steps, and she had kept wrestling uh, throughout her time away, but I just think she's lost a couple steps there. She needs to get back into it somehow. I don't know what's going on there, Rod. I I love that you brought this up, Jimmy, because I thought this to myself. I completely noticed it during the match, wrote it down, right? It's like, man, not a great start to the Elimination Chamber, but I am not the seasoned eye as you, so... 
And I also knew, like you said there, she'd been wrestling. She wasn't just sitting at home. No, she'd been she off doing her thing. Yeah, she'd been off doing her thing. What was it, TNA, right? Yep. She was doing her, she was doing yep. her thing in. So yeah. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, Becky Lynch is really good. You know what I mean? So it's gotta be yeah. one person who's not. And I was just like, damn, Naomi, like, okay, we gotta come up with a new character for you then, right? If you can't quite do all the cool splits moves and all the things anymore, then like we gotta come up with something new for you. You know what I mean? Like LeBron doesn't necessarily do 360 dunks anymore. You know what I mean? Like we gotta LeBron's we gotta, 23 now, he's not six anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? We gotta well, he was, and then he went well, anyway. You got um it. Maybe it's the, it's the outfit, it's the attire, something just is really, really off. I know she's a big glow person and everything like that, but something's just off with that. Um, so something to look at there. Another thing that I, I noticed is my small guys are really, really small, really, really small. Bait and Dunn uh, up against the uh, the Judgment Day and Damian Priest. They look small. They really did, but they had a really solid match, and I enjoyed it a lot. Chris, how did you like that match? I thought it was a good match. Of course, you know, I was not rooting for the Judgment Day, but even though you guys kind of convinced me at the end of last week that that was going to happen no matter what I thought. Um, One thing that I came out of this, and I, I wrote this down, do you think Damian Priest could be a long-term future of the WWE? Well, he's pretty old. Yeah, see, that's uh, the thing. And, and he's sneaky old. Sneaky yeah, old. He's, he's, he's knock on wood up for... 30s maybe nah, dude. 40. he's 44 45 is he 45 okay really i yeah. wish there was a way we could oh, check wow. that quickly uh maybe the producer on the show can do his freaking job um you do yeah, funny. I'll, I'll check that one out i'll check that one so out. so chris i i like where you're going there because he has a look he can talk he's just that huge guy he can move a lot i think he is more of the world champion type of wrestler i don't know that he is the roman reigns universal champion but um, I like where you're going there. He's done a really good job in the group. And it wouldn't surprise me if something would happen where, where he, he well, if, cashes in. It wasn't say if there is one person in the Judgment Day who I think could be world champion, 42, Rod. Okay, that's a lot older than I was thinking he was. I was yeah. thinking he was maybe 32. Wow. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. He's been so, out for a while. He was... He was the one guy in Judgment Day. I was like, this is a one guy who's world championship material. Like, I didn't ever really believe in Finn Balor as that type of guy, but Damian Priest, I could see. What do you think, Rod? Damian Priest, world champion, head of the company, head of the Damian table. He's really a guy who's impressed me, right? Like, if I look back yeah. on sort of my journey, as we often do with Chris's, right, where he talks about when he first came in, right? Like, Damian Priest was a guy who the crowd was sort of buying, but they didn't really buy. He was a U.S. champion. He was still doing the Archer stuff, right? And then he kind of turned, and nobody really cared about the turn because everybody had decided they didn't really care about Damian Priest. And then the Judgment Day came along, and all of a sudden, I was kind of like, okay, I understand what Damien Priest is. This guy's a mountain of a man, right? So you make him out as the enforcer, which is sort of what he was for the Judgment Day for a while. But what has also been clear to me is what a faction can do for somebody, right? So Damien started out as more of the silent enforcer type of the Judgment Day, and he's made his move up, right? And he's mm -hmm. ascended. Now he's got the money in the big briefcase, and we're totally going to have some sort of a breakup with them. And I'm probably going to buy Damian Priest. So, Chris, you're absolutely right and spot on with your of noticing Damian's talent. But I think, unfortunately, his his length of years already on this planet will preclude him from being too too much of a WWE guy that they're going to rely on. But hell, the guy they rely on right now only wrestles 12 times a year. So, what do I know? Yeah, whatever, right? And then finally, we got to give it up to our girl Rhea Ripley, who just had this crowd 
heated main event in Australia, your hometown, and she had to work with Nia Jax, almost killed her four times. But that's okay. That's okay. Rhea still did the best she could. I thought the match was fine. I thought it was it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. They went longer than I thought they were going to be. Nia, was, uh, Nia and Rhea were both very tired. The one move, though, I can't get out of my head is when Nia just laid, uh, just sat on Rhea's chest, her finishing move. I can't remember what it's called right now. Um, but Rhea had to kick out. And Nia had her entire body weight on her. And Rhea really had to try to kick out there. When you do that move, you hold the ropes. We've talked about this before. You hold the ropes so you have yourself up a little bit. She doesn't do that for whatever reason. You got to take care of your people, Rod. Yeah, I watch out for that kind of stuff all the time in the Nia Jax matches, right? I try to figure out if I can nail the spots where she's not. And it always does seem as if I'm always telling myself either, A, she's really, really good at making it seem that she's absolutely annihilating these people, or she's sort of annihilating these people. Punching these people in the face, yeah. Yeah. Turns out it's a little bit of the latter. The move I never want to see again out of that match, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go ahead and be the contrarian Chris guy here, but Rhea Ripley never do the frog, the frog splash ever again. I'm sorry, top rope moves are not for you. It didn't look very good. It was more of kind of like a, a, a sick worm splash that you kind of worked off there. It just, it, it, it's, I get where you're going, the whole Dom, Eddie, it's, you know, but just yeah. don't do the frog splash anymore, Rhea, please. Yeah, Chris, she, she did a lot of moves that she hadn't done before. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if she was putting on a show for her hometown crowd. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised. There was a part of me that really thought that WWE would job her in her hometown like you guys have taught me so well they like to do. That's um, Vince. That was Vince. Well, again, good riddance, I guess, then, because that's what, as a WWE fan, you want. You want to hear that crowd invested and hyped and going nuts and insane when their hero wins yeah. the main event at the premium live event in Perth. You want to send people home happy. And they did that. Uh, speaking about sending people home happy raw is talking this week. A uh, lot of talking segments. And this was, we, we talked about this in our chat earlier. Gentlemen is this was a transition raw and it stinks for the people in the state. It's, Thanks for the people in the crowd because you only had four or five matches and two of them were two minutes. Uh, there was one that was a little bit longer, but uh, we're, we're basically setting up everything. Nia versus Becky's coming on next week. So Becky's going to be able to get that win in and go to WrestleMania. And then Rod Cody is hunting the bloodline. Yeah. Okay, fine. Cody's hunting the bloodline. I don't despise that storyline. I understand that we need some things to take up our time before WrestleMania, but I just, I'm going to ask this question right now. Why we're embarking on this journey is 40 days between PLEs just possibly too long. All right. Can we make sure that WrestleMania actually ends up in the end of March? Can we work something else in, in the middle of March and push WrestleMania back to the middle of April? I just think it's too much because i didn't care about any of that why is paul Heyman coming out with three random dudes you can't get a jimmy or a jay there Those yeah, guys bounce back I, and forth between all shows all the time we can't get a solo there i mean we got just three random dudes he's got to have a phone for the rock grayson waller's getting jobbed none of it made any sense to me you have five raws chris to go before wrestlemania um aren't the smackdowns a little bit more important than the raw when it comes to wrestlemania and the real main event and the bloodline. Except that Cody's on Raw. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And well, we also we have we have ten ep- ten shows between Raw and SmackDown that we have to fill before WrestleMania. And that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of content. That's fifty hours of TV we have to do, Chris. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, but a lot of stuff needs to happen because right <laughs> yeah, now it looks like almost utter chaos. To be honest with you. It does. Uh, speaking speaking of chaos, we'll we'll hit on this before we head out to the fast break. But speaking of utter chaos, we do have Gunta defending his Intercontinental Championship against the entire roster at WrestleMania. Not bad, right? I kind of like the promo that Gunther cut, though. Right? Like I sort yeah. of dug it. Right? Where it was almost kind of like, "Hey, we're it's, it's choose your own adventure here. We're letting you guys pick who the next opponent might be." Because I'm just going to throw out names, and it certainly did seem as if Sammy got the biggest pop. And I enjoyed when Sammy and Gunther had the little stare down with no talk, because we all know what that means in wrestling parlance. But then the damn Judgment Day came out and pissed all over everything. Is Finn Balor going to take him on? Is Damian Priest going to cash in for the Intercontinental Belt? Is Tom and Nick Mysterio going to do it? What's happening? Chris, what do you think? I can see Damian Priest taking on Gunther and having success a whole lot sooner than I can see Sami Zayn. Now, I don't want to say that I would prefer that he uses his money in the bank on a larger title than the Intercontinental Championship, but I could see him using that in or after a match against between Gunther and Sami Zayn, especially because Gunther kind of called him out. What you out here to finally cash in your 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 contract on me? Like Man, he made a it. dig at it. I just think it makes people look stupid if they don't do it for the world championship. I mean, don't you think, Rod? That's you know, I literally just today when I was rolling around in the mail truck, I have random thoughts, and I was thinking about the best cash in we've had the last good cash in the wwe pulled off was a guy that we haven't seen basically since he was able to cash it in and that's big e right but that was the last decent cash in right he got it and he just told everybody what show he was going to show up at and we all knew he was coming out at some point but it still was cool when he came out and beat bobby lashley and won the wwe title right like that was awesome and i don't like giving chris props here but his complaining about how the belts stay on one person has been a sacrifice to the money in the bank because it can be so much fun and it can help so many people and it can be an exciting thing to help fill up hours of content like you just talked about, Jimmy. But when you have Guther having the belt for 600 days, when you have Rhea Ripley having the belt for 300 days, when Roman's had it for as long as he have, who's cashing in on who? That's that's a very good point. Um, So that's going to do it for the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the More You Know's podcast network. Goodbye, Nick. Yeah!